welcome my chingus to the after show for episode 115 if this is your first time tuning in this is not the main episode this is the s-i-s-t-t-t-a-r sister of the main episode where we talk about random topics of interest and in this episode unfortunately which you already know because you saw the title of the episode we are going to do our sister retrospective if you didn't know, Sistar is breaking up. It has not yet been decided what they are going to do individually, like how many of them are going to still resign with Starship or if, you know, some of them are even going to sing anymore, right? Maybe they'll transition to actresses and the sorts, you know, probably not probably not anything else. They're not going to be like, "Oh, now I'm a teacher." You yeah, know? now I'm going to be a, a jet pilot. Now I'll yeah. be a police officer. Right. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of talk about, I guess, our history with Sistar. We're going to talk about what we have experienced with them in our K-pop lives. So we're not going to talk about everything because, quite frankly, we don't know everything, right? We only know what we've experienced. And just kind of a general background, Josh, uh, what is Sistar to you, Josh? Honestly, I think the first time that I discovered Sistar was through the My Boy dance video. And actually, I did not know that Sistar was a four-member group until I looked up uh, that Sistar 19 was a subgroup. So that's an interesting fact for you. Mm-hmm. I think I um, heard about Sistar before then. I just didn't really like him that much until, you know, my boy, same, same. We've talked about on our podcast before how, you know, I'm sure there are millions of little boys that discovered the My Boy, not the My Boy music video. That's not that great. Yeah. The music video. The uh, choreography, well, not even choreography video, the, the dance, dance practice, practice video. video. And a lot of little heads were turned, if you know what I mean. Boy, oh boy. And uh, that also led me down to kind of re go back through a lot of the uh, older Sistar stuff, um, which I now super duper enjoy. You know, for me, Sistar, you know, we were talking about my favorite group of all time used to be the Wonder Girls. But the Wonder Girls, you know, weren't together for for quite a long time. I mean, they, in my head, they died many, many years ago, and then they kind of had a tiny resurgence, right? And then they broke up again. But Sistar is probably the most, my consistent favorite group since, I guess, my boy. Like, I've always really liked Sistar. There are times where we're going to talk about it later when we go into detail where I was a little disappointed in some of their stuff, but I can't think of another girl group that I have liked so much for such a long time because yeah. it's been about seven years. Yeah, I think when we were just kind of re-watching all the music videos, you and I kind of had this, well, you had this epiphany, epiphany and I agreed that uh, Sistar hasn't really had a, a bad lead single um, ever. And just going back and, and looking back at some of the older songs, like, yeah, they are kind of dated, but I mean, all these Sistar singles, I think, we enjoy a, a good decent amount uh, especially the ones uh, i want to say like loving you and beyond especially yeah and you know we've done a couple of retrospectives you know for other groups that have since passed and i guess aside from the wonder girls none of the other groups really touched me you know quite as much as sistar has um and i think of all the retrospectives we've done this is probably i would guess this is the most or the girl group you resonated with the most yeah, for me, definitely. Like of all the ones, say, right? yeah, of all the ones that we've done uh, to this point, like this is probably the one I feel the most kind of depressed about. 
because Sistar was was a group that I've, I've been following for a long time. It's a group that I've really liked for a long time, and it's uh, kind of sad to see like you know the old guard kind of coming to an end. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two K seventeen. Um, so let's start kind of chronologically. I know we both have said that we kind of joined up on the uh, Sistar train in uh, My Boy, but uh, Sistar's first single, two thousand ten, was called Push Push. I remember at the time, uh, I don't think I was actively listening to K-pop when this came out, but I know I heard this later on in life and and was like, this is a weird, kind of a weird song, but it is like 100% a Brave sound song, like a 2010, 2011 era Brave sound song. Like this is it right here. This is what set Brave sound kind of in motion. And you can hear, I guess, the evolution of this Brave sound into like four minute and then into like... AOA, you know? Yeah, there's definitely Brave Sound like elements, but I do want to say that it isn't the Brave Sound that we know and love like when he's hit his peak, right? There's still some things that I think are very kind of questionable that he's that he does, especially in the terms of like auto-tune. He uses a lot of auto-tune in some earlier Sistar songs. And for me, I didn't really hear any of these earlier ones until I went back and listening and listened to them. So by the time I listened to them, they were a little bit dated. Uh, I wasn't like really into Brave Sound at that time, so for the for me these songs kind of weren't that much of a hit, uh, especially the debut song Push Push. Yeah, and kind of this entire first era. I mean, we're gonna talk about this at the very end. I should have mentioned it at the top, which is we both did go see the last Sister concert. We were very lucky, and Sister's last concert just so happened to be in our kind of tiny city, which we. Do not know why. We were really confused why, one, they would have one concert and it would be the farewell concert and two, be in a bum ditch town like ours. Right. I mean, we're not. Okay. It's we're not, not bum ditch, but, bum it's, ditch but, it, but it's not like one of the really famous and big cities that Korea is kind of known for. Right. And I mean, I guess we'll talk about later how we, neither of us don't believe that this was planned to be the last concert, right? I think it was just planned to be like a fun little gig and they probably got paid some money for it. But we'll talk about that a little later. You know, Push Push 
is still one of those songs that like I really want to hear Sistar sing, you know? Like it seems so in the past, but I was really rooting for this song to be sang at the concert, but of course, uh, it wasn't. Now, if I think if it was an actual kind of planned farewell concert, they probably A would have sang more songs and B would have done more of a wider kind of discography, you know? Yeah, honestly, because uh the concert itself, if you guys are not familiar with it, uh it was actually this concert called the Girl Crush concert and they did it together with Mamamoo. So one, it really does scream that it wasn't supposed to be because normally they would have their own, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, you said N1, and then there's no two. Well, I, I wanted to say two, but I wanted to save that more towards when we were talking about the concert. But yeah, uh, Sistar doesn't really have too many singles released also. So normally they would probably go through their whole discography in one kind of concert, right? Yeah, like they had ample chance to sing. Yeah. They could have sang every single song. Like uh, even Sistar really 19 sucks. Like all their songs pretty much, and they can go into their, a lot of B-sides and everything. But Push Push... Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I share the same sen- sentiment with you that I would want to hear it. I don't, actually would not know how they would sing it live, especially since it's so auto-tuned. It's just, it's just, it's a song where like I can still hear you say "push, push," and it, it's in my head. I'm just push, like push, push, baby. push, baby. And we were just talking about this before we start recording, but my memory is atrocious, atrocious. But push, push in my brain hole. Their next song. Also very similar song is uh, called a Shady Girl. Shady Girl is like doubling down on the push push sound. Oh, baby. But I do really like this song too because we were talking, we were listening to all the songs again, and like this one actually doesn't have much auto tune in it. Yeah. Like this one actually kind of let the girls uh, do, do what they needed to do, you know, shady or not shady. And the music video has, um, is this the one with Heechul, right? Yeah. It, and they have those like red, red dresses and, and all that. And Heechul looks. So much different from the Hichol that we know, Kimi Chol from Super Junior Hichol, than the Hichol we know now. It, it's kind of shocking that Sistar themselves, I don't think in terms of appearance, they've changed all that much over the years compared from like their earlier stuff and now. But man, oh man, Hichol, like, geez Louise. Yeah, but it's always fun to see kind of these older Sistar songs before they kind of discovered that they were bomb ass sexy. 
right? Where they're still just c- kind of being cute. More conservative. And, yeah, we're totally more conservative. Also kind of fun to, funny to see Hyora in like short blonde hair. Like they try that once and was like, we ain't never fucking doing that one again. And then Dawson with like the weird bun thing on top of her. Or is that Soyu? No, that's Soyu. Soyu yeah. It's also really funny to see kind of Soyu before she... Gain confidence and like yeah and and, and was before like, she started working out guys look at all our my ghiblies before she started working out and had and got that confidence in her body you know yeah but but their faces and maybe this sounds stupid but like their faces look for the most part exactly the same as they do now and I think there's not that many girl groups where you can say that <laughs> definitely not many at all yeah so either props to them for getting plastic surgery before that. <laughs> <laughs> or props to them Terrible. for never getting plastic surgery. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, then the next song after that was a song called How Dare You. song is probably the least familiar sister song uh, that i know i i really don't know this song very well at all i don't know why maybe i just never went back and listened to it but push push and shady girl were like on my playlist and and i was bumping to that i have no idea what this song sounds like right now so for me i i'm pretty familiar with like all the sister songs and the first kind of couple, maybe three or four Sistar songs uh, before they really jumped into this new sound, or not really new sound, but like they kind of refined their style. Uh, I actually like Shady Girl and How Dare You the most out of those kind of four. Um, but we didn't mention, though, that all of these so- songs, all three of them are produced by Brave Sound. Um, and these three definitely do sound uh, very Definitely Brave Sounding, yes. yes. Uh, I think How Dare You has the most. Well, maybe not the most bra- uh, auto-tune, maybe tied with Push Push, but I mean, there's a lot of auto-tune yeah, it's, in this. Yeah, it's like saying, what's more citrus, a lemon or an orange, you know? A lemon, definitely a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not yeah, a... Push Push, definitely Push okay. Push. <laughs> um, and, but this song reached uh, number two, How Dare You, uh, while Shady Girl was number four. And we were talking about how like back, back in the good old days, 2010, there really weren't that many releases, you know? It's not like nowadays where... There are literally like 30 to 50 music videos every week. You know? Yeah. So pretty much, I think before 2000, no, even 2011, but kind of 2011 was a really big kind of K-pop boom. And before 2011, uh, the landscape was pretty barren. So the kind of chart positions are a little bit inflated. 
So do keep that in mind, like Push Push coming out, debuting at nine. That's pretty like not a blip on a radar. Right. And then I might be wrong here, but like, you know, they're from Starship, which is kind of a big company now. But I don't think they were that big um, in 2010. I would even argue that they made Starship the company they are now. Right. Okay. Yeah. So like, you know, debuting nine, I mean, that's pretty crazy. I think, you know, like. I don't know if that will happen nowadays, you know, like a, a brand new company coming in, very first song debuting at nine. Like I, maybe I can look at G-Friend, but I, I'm pretty sure even like BTS did not start that high. Um, but granted, again, we're saying nowadays they have way, way, way more. Um, Much competition. more competition. Yeah. Um, and that those are all guesticles because I don't know the exact number. Guesticles. Oh, God. Um, that was a wonderfully terrible phrase. I love it. I love it. It's a terrible phrase. Hakuna test. Testicular. I I just forgot the phrase that I just used. I couldn't remember. Gesticles. Gesticles. Hakuna gesticle. What a terrible phrase. Okay, so after How Dare You, now we've kind of caught up because after How Dare You, uh, a little subunit was born. Sistar 19, which had Hyorin and Bora. And unless I'm crazy, their name's Sistar 19 because at the time... They were both 19? They were both Korean age uh, 19. 19. And they released My Boy. And my boy, you know, longtime listeners will know, is one of my favorite songs of all time. Of of all K like this, if I make, you know, a top 10 of all time K-pop songs, my boy is fucking up there. Like, like I love I love Only Gang Way. And I think Only Gang was a really good song. But like, because Only Gang Way is only a random song, it doesn't have a music video, right? Doesn't have performances with it, right? Like doesn't have a choreography. Yeah, it, it's a little hard to be like top 10 of all time. Uh, because so many memories are are tied to to the practice video. Yeah, I would I would argue that top ten of all time, uh, all of those videos or all those songs, they are gonna have some sort of personal connection for us and like our K-pop kind of lifetime. And I mean that practice video was something that Stephen and I we we bonded over this practice video. We're like, yo, practice my boy practice video. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just that silent nod of approval between us. You know, none of my friends in America would ever watch or care about K-pop in the slightest, but they would sit down and watch this practice video, though. And we've said this on the podcast, but like I've seen the the practice video hundred times, but I've seen the actual video like two times or three times. Like, I mean, that's an exaggeration, but maybe like minuscule times the amount compared to the dance practice video, right? It's like it's probably at least like a fifty to one, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's probably not even an exaggeration. I think that's the same for me, like fifty to one. Yeah, I, I think I, I really don't think I've seen it more than five times. Well, that's probably not true because I made a, a YouTube video about it. Excluding making uh, really shitty YouTube videos about it, I probably, I think I've yeah, seen that's it. Yeah, that's got to ask. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. Like, we were talking how, like, at least for us, maybe this isn't true for other people, but for us, I never really cared about practice videos before. Like, even for the Wonder Girls, I remember really liking the Wonder Girls. I, I don't even really remember there being practice videos to to those older songs right yeah you got this like theory that this was maybe the video that kind of pushed practice videos on put practice videos on the map right yeah i mean i I don't know that's true but like in my life right in my my k-pop memory like i don't remember a dance practice video like before this around this time that had this amount of impact yeah for me this is when practice videos were born and after my boy, like that's when I started looking, like thinking, like, oh man, I need to see this other practice video, right? Oh, I need to see, need to see if there is a practice video of this, because damn, that girl's cute. Like, and also gold standard for dance practice videos, because in oh my gosh, in that dance practice video, they are so so attractive, and they're not even wearing anything crazy; they're just wearing like tank tops and like these booty shorts, and just like high heels. And oh my lord, it does something to me. And it does something to my pants. It does. It does. And the choreography is so simple, but it's so sexy. Oh, it's so sexy. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And that's the thing about Sistar. I think um, they were kind of playing with the whole sexy before my boy. Like they, they have like kind of short skirts or like, you know, tight clothing. But my boy, I, I mean, the body waves, the everything. I think that's when they were like, yo, people like this kind of sexy. Let's go. Yeah. They kind of dabbled in it in How Dare You because that's they were wearing like the super tight leather black pants and they were kind of showing their butts a little bit. A little bit. But, you know, after My Boy, that's when they came out with So Cool.
And so cool is very famous for having the the whale kind of dance, right? The whale move, where it's really just you just just an excuse to look at their butts. Just bending over. Um, and so cool is also a very big uh, a deal for Sistar because this is their first number one song, and it is their. And that continued on for the rest of their life because yeah. every single song after this debuted at number one. Including their latest song, uh, Lonely, was also number one. So every song, Josh? Every song, Steven. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you think that's as funny as I do. I, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Bring it in, bring okay, it in. Okay, okay. Um. Anyway, so, so cool. Also continuing on the Brave Sound train. Um, do you like this? Uh, you know, how do you feel about So Cool, Josh? So Cool, uh, of the four, I think it's kind of down there with Push Push for me. But So Cool, I think I, I enjoyed it still a decent amount. I mean, there isn't a, like I said, there isn't a single that Sistar has put out that I did not, like, at least enjoy to some extent. Right. Like, you know, all of these songs are made by Brave Sound. And... My Boy is kind of like leagues above kind of these other kind of Brave Sound songs. Uh, I remember not liking So Cool uh, much when, when it first came out. Because it came out, you know, right after My Boy. I was very like, woo, like who who this Brave Sound guy? Like what is going on here? Like he's just talking, you know, in front of tracks, you know. I remember So Cool because the outfits were really, really gaudy. Right, they were like sequined and and like different colors and shiny and yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, we've said this on our podcast before, but like, while we like how sexy they are, there are some times where, like, in the moment in 2011, like it was a little too much at the time of like, look at my butt, guys! Like, look at my butt! I'm shaking my butt, shaking my butt. Like, this was in a kind of era where like, that just didn't happen, you know. Um, and, and that's what Sistar kind of did and kind of gave to the K-pop community is like they pushed kind of the sexiness to a certain level, but they were also loved for it. And that's a very big difference between other girl groups since. Like there are a lot of girl groups since that have tried to push that envelope, tried to be way too sexy and gotten some success. Right. You, you can say maybe some success, but like nobody got close to 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 the sister success. Yeah, and I think that's true especially recently. Like recently there's actually almost been some backlash with kind of some things that Sistar did from the like back in the day that some groups are doing now and people are like, "Oh, you're trying to be overtly sexy like, you know, yada yada yada." But for some reason, uh Sistar just got a pass at that time and have been like kind of hand in hand with like being sexy. Yeah, uh like, I guess, I mean, we'll talk about it later in the concert, but, like, the stuff they were wearing for their concert, if any other girl group wore that outfit, they would get blasted, I think, by by netizens. Right? I mean, Sistar probably got a decent amount of, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, everybody, everybody, like, like their stuff, but I think for the most part, Sistar got a pass for a lot of the stuff they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially, again, comparatively to what was going on in, like, 2011, right, or 2012. Right. And it was much more conservative back in 2011 than it is now. So you can kind of imagine, like, how crazy that is. Right, right. Okay, so then after So Cool, I guess, uh, which was very famous for their The Whale Dance, also number one, 
But the next song kind of brought it to a whole new level, and that was Alone. in many 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 ways like not only is the dance that like sideways like leg lift yeah yeah leg lift butt out kind of dance incredibly sexy and i don't think anyone even sistar has ever reproduced anything as simple and as sexy as that also their outfits i think were very well not well known what's the right thing iconic like it's so well what's right it's not like that red dress is slit. It's very classy. Classy. That's yeah. the word, right? Like it's not the weird sequiny stuff beforehand. It's not like yoga pants later on, right? Like it's it was just so classy mixed with that dance. I, I, I don't, even now, I don't think I enjoy this song that much, like comparatively. Like again, as you said, I think for me, Alone is probably on the lower half of Sistar's songs. But the look though, the look of this song and the, is like top tippity top i think yeah i i think i'm like 100 percent with you i think alone struck like the perfect balance i think that kind of made sistar have that pass for being sexy because the earlier sistar stuff they're being a little bit kind of pushy in it with their with their sexy you know like shaking their butts wearing really really short like dresses and things like that but alone you know the iconic, like you said, red dresses with a slit, that like very simple dance. I don't think there's there's anything that is more attractive than that without really having to try so hard. Yeah. Like I'm not even sure, like Sistar at that time, like they probably knew it was sexy, but I don't think they kn- knew to what extent it would be like that's that much so. Yeah. I, I re- I remember that music video coming out and like I was just like, holy Jesus, good googly miss moogly. This is the perfect thing that I that I wanted from a look. The song itself wasn't exactly what I wanted. Yeah, but, I'm know. with you on that. Like, if you had to rank like the the concepts, uh, the choreography, and the song, 
I, I think I would rank it in that order, like concept number one, two, the choreography, and three, the song. I mean, that, that's to say that we did enjoy the song, but compared to their other discography, discography, it's kind of on the lower half, like you were saying. Right. And so that kind of ends the era of Brave Sound. Uh, after this, you know, Brave Sound, I'm pretty sure moved on to four minute because I think Brave Sound's four minute era was about 2013. And uh, Alone came out in 2012. Right. And I arguably he, he went on to make even better songs um, because those four minute songs were pretty big deals. And so they uh, Starship, I guess, probably not sister. It's probably not sister calling up producers, right? Uh, Starship is like, yeah, we need another producer. Uh, let's get my boy Double Psychic on on the line. And their first song together is our favorite song. Yeah, easily, I think, our favorite song. Uh, I'm having a little hard time with My Boy versus this song. But yeah, but I think we can agree, at least on this, there's no song that's a better representation of summer than this song. Yes, sir. And that song is Loving, Loving You. Goodness, this song like this song is is perfect this song is k-pop yeah like this like when we were talking about how my boy would be in your top 10 like sistar is really really kind of close near and dear to my heart because i think my boy and loving you they would definitely be in my top 10 loving you might even be in my top five favorite k-pop songs of all time like it's just when you talk about sistar you talk about these kind of like summer songs and everybody knows that and this was the summer song. Yeah, I mean, and it is still to this day, what, four, five years later, right? We compare summer songs to this song. I don't think there's ever been another summer song that's even come close. Like, Sistar themselves have tried to come close, but it's just the best. It's the best. I mean, that's all you got to say. Um, But it's also great not only for the song, but for the music video, like the music video is also the like best possible version of kind of a summer road trip music video. Right. Right. Because I mean, for at least us Americans, um, I can speak for myself. I'm not sure about you, but like summertime was 
a huge time for like either me and my family or me and my friends to do road trips and things like that. And if you guys have not seen this music video, I would be surprised if you haven't. It's just them just hanging around in Hawaii, like playing on the beach, in the pool, going roller skating. And a lot of people might say, you know, hey, it's just cute girls being cute. You guys say that all the time. But this is literally probably the best representation or the best version of cute girls being cute. Like, I I just don't know how you can improve on this music video like honestly like it has a great mix of kind of set up things right like actually you know the choreography in front of the the planes right and like them doing it in front of the beach but it also is intermixed with just what seems like genuinely just hey girls go do have a little fun and we're gonna shoot you having a little bit of fun right play a little bit you know hang out fuck around hang hang out Yeah. yeah It's amazing. Like it, it's amazing. I, I I still don't know why girl groups go for the like artsy, super serious th- stuff when like this is all I want in life. Like this is all I think K-pop should should be or needs to be. I know there's gonna be someone that's like, well, what if they want to be? You know, what if artsy means more? I'm like, what you think means more means nothing. It just is just hoopla boopla blah. Like, I don't want none of that. Give me cute girls being cute. You might say, oh, Josh and Steven, you're so dumb. You just see cute girls and whatever. But here's here's my kind of argument. K-pop is pop music, right? And when you think pop music, you think of something that makes you happy with a catchy tune, right? Makes you feel like happy. This song does all of that. You might say, oh, well, this song is more K-pop than this. No, 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 no. Like, K-pop is probably different for everyone. And for Steven and I, who have been long, long, long time K-pop listeners, like, this is K-pop right here. It is. One of the defining songs of my life. Also, there's an R&B version. We mention this all the time. But, like, I used to have a playlist of just this song, Loving You, and Loving You R&B version, sang by Chancellor, which I think he goes by Mikey still at the time of this, in this era of life, uh, who also is in Double Psychic. And still. It was, um, well, he's not anymore. What I'm trying to say, he was still in, in Double Psychic at this time. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, it is just an amazing... We were talking about how, even though it's a Double Psychic song, like, Chancellor definitely had the major hand in this song. Because there are some parts of it where you can really just feel that, like, R&B kind of heart inside chancellor's tiny asian body honestly if you guys are familiar with any of like chancellor's other kind of songs or like and you listen to those songs and you listen to this song and you say oh no i totally don't see what you're talking about i would say you're fucking crazy like you are fucking crazy this song before even though i know there's like a a a version the r&b version with him singing like when i hear the song sometimes i can't help but like kind of wait for him like chance are you gonna come out on this song are you gonna come on this track because it, it's just got his fingerprints like all fucking over it right and so that's why I, when i put this playlist kind of back to back and like i've always been a person who makes tiny playlists and i play the shit out of these songs i could listen to these two songs for just four hours straight i'll be playing counter-strike or i'll be playing dota back in the day or, you know whatever and i'll just be repeat 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 just loving you loving you loving you like amazing song yeah. So at this time, I mean, Sistar is fucking up there for us, right? Like they have My Boy, they have, you know, Loving You. There's some like other good songs that we kind of decently enjoy. 
Like Sistar is pretty up there in terms of like groups for us. Yeah. And again, at, at this time, like they're also probably the sexiest group for us, right? Like, like, you know, you like girls generations of court, right? I, you know, wonder girls, I, I think they're pr- still gone at this time, right? Um, they're gone, not around any longer, but like, nice. The nice. Sistar is just the, the sexy group, right? You want some sexy, you got it. And so with their, you know, uh, with their kind of sexiness, they, uh, Switch back to Sistar 19. And as I just said, they came out with the, I guess, the last Sistar 19 song because they haven't made one since then. Um, but uh, it's called Gone and Not Around Any Longer. This song is, I think, the most iconic thing about this song is the is the choreography, like them just rubbing their butts on a desk. Like, how can that be so sexy? I don't know. Maybe something's wrong with my brain. But I, I mean, you're calling yeah. it a it's a disservice to call it a desk. It's not really. A, it's like it's a, a clear table. It's a clear table, and the clear part is very important. It is very important. Like you, I would just have like three minutes of them just rubbing their butts on that glass table. Like just just do it. Right, like Down. they're backup dancers and stuff, and it's just like oh, no one cares. Sometimes no one I forget. Cares. I'm like, oh yeah, there's backup dancers. I forgot. Yeah, just like take the backup dancers out so I can zoom in further or into just bring, their or, sexiness, or, or just bring the glass table a little bit closer. Yeah, you know, just bring it a little bit closer. But the just that again, very similar, I guess, to alone. Like it, such a simple move of just sliding their butts kind of across this glass surface, and it's just so good. Yeah. It's so good. And I think what kind of, at this time, what made Sistar so sexy was that they just made the simplest, like, kind of watered-down movement into something just so sexy, right? Like, raising their leg. I mean, plenty of girl groups can just raise their leg, but Sistar raises their leg, and it's like, oh, my God, you're sexy, right? You can lean on a table, right? Sistar leans on a table, moves back and forth, and, oh, my God, it's fucking sexy. Yeah. Like, that's Sistar for you, you know? Um, and this song, you know, also brought back Brave Sound. And again, though, like the sexiness of it and kind of the mood of it is really, really awesome. Um, the songs itself still is maybe bottom half again of Sistar related songs uh, for me. Not, not again, not a terrible song, but definitely a song very similar to Alone, where I think it the main purpose of it is to set a mood rather than 
be a catchy song, right? Um, and, and I still prefer catchy songs, so that's why it's kind of in the lower half. But And I can I can see that for you, Stephen, because those two songs compared to the rest of their discography, it, they're very different, right? They're slower and a little bit more serious versus like the other songs are like fun and happy and, you know, bright and cheerful. So I, I get it. But for me, I think Alone and Gone Not Around Any Longer, I think they're a little bit at least mid-tier to like a little bit higher tier. I really do enjoy like, even though not at first, I really do enjoy the stuff that they've done like after loving you, mm. uh, not not including gone around any longer. Like I think, at this point, I was still very very like excited and very happy, but I I remember being disappointed in the song again, especially you know I I I can't get the timeline straight, but this song probably came out before before the four minute stuff started happening it was it was probably very close because this was about 2013 is that right yeah it is 2013 i just want to know what time it came out it came out january yeah okay Okay. so early 2013 Uh, because the four minute stuff came out later in 2013 yeah april so because i I was think i thought like at this point i was like oh like i'm so excited about brave sound you know he's doing great things but maybe that's not true maybe that's not Mm -hmm. true um, but what is true, though, is that after this, you know, Sister 19 stuff, they're coming back. All right. And they came back in one of their few. They only have two f- full albums. Um, one of them was so cool in 2011. And that was kind of at the very beginning of their popularity. And, and I would arguably say, I think Give It To Me, which is the next release, was like like the height of their popularity. Or at least in in my life, in K-pop life. Maybe I don't know about in the Korean life, but in my life, like it, everything peaked at "Give It to Me" era, and then after that, it's kind of gone a little bit down. Yeah. Um, For me, the same. I think in the Korean public, kind of the Korean eye, they I don't know if they were at their peak or not, but they were definitely solidified as like one of the nation's like girl groups for sure. Yeah, because "Give It to Me," you know, longtime listeners know that like. I, I don't listen to many albums. I, I really don't. Because of the way I listen to music, I find the three songs that I like and I just fucking pound that shit into the ground. That's just who I am. Even with food. Like if I find the four food places that I really like, I don't care. I'll eat there every day 
you know, repeating four days, I don't care. But Give It To Me album was one of the only albums I listened to, like from head to toe. And your brother, Josh, actually bought me this CD. I mean, it was after I enjoyed it a lot and, and whatever. But this is still to this day, the only physical album, K-pop album I have. Yeah. And I think this album kind of came out around the time that you and I came to Korea also, because one, it still had to be in the stores when my brother visited and he visited not too long after like I got here because I remember like we couldn't really show him around for a lot of things because we just like got here. And so we were really into K-pop and my brother was like, you know what? Steven like hung out with us a lot and he was chilling. I want to like give him a a farewell present and so steven never having a k-pop album in his life my brother decides to buy him this album and it turns out i mean you really liked a lot of songs on this well not a lot of songs but you really liked a few of these b-sides right i like i i like like 90 percent of these songs and like to a a fairly high degree i think these are some of the best b-side songs i've ever heard Maybe again, that's because I I bang 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 these out like uh, like a motherfucker. I mean, I'll list some of them. Right there's like the way you make me melt with geeks. I really like that song. Um, of course, give it to me. I'll make great song. song. Bad boy, I, I really enjoy. Summertime, good song. Good song, but like a week. Yo, that song. I'm with you on that, that song. That song really good. That song could even be a single. I think. Like, I think that's it's such a hidden gem on this album, but. Yeah. Um, also, very funnily, one of the producers' name is Glory Face, and that's always Why? funny. Why did you do that? Why um, did you do that to yourself? But like the majority of these songs, or I guess three or four of them, are made by Double Psychic. He's the one that uh, made "Give It to Me." But, anyways, uh, besides the album, the main release was "Give It to Me." Josh, where does kind of "Give It to Me" fall in, in your life? In your so life hole? honestly, one. So there's a trend of every song after "Loving You." Every song after Loving You was going to be compared to Loving You because I loved Loving You so much. Um, Give it to me, like almost all Sistar songs. When I first heard it, I was like, eh, not bad, but not great. But like to this day, like unbiased, that it, it's a fantastic song. It's so catchy. It, it's got a lot of the things that I like, especially in K-pop songs. But I do have to say the concept and the music video were actually the ones lacking in this instance. Uh, the song kind of was the number one out of the the three that we're kind of judging on, right? Like Korea, I mean not Korea. Uh, Sistar is known nowadays for for being the summer queens, right? And that all started with "Loving You," right? "Give It to Me" came out in about June, which is again summertime, and I, you know I, I pretty much feel the same way. Like it, it was, I was definitely let down in the beginning. I remember very clearly being pretty let down uh, because again, "Loving You" was just so fucking good. And, and the music video, they were kind of back to dressing, kind of that so cool, kind of like super gaudy uh, uh, sequins. And like it was like a magician concept, which is awkward. And like you're taking these crazy, sexy girls. And and, and I actually didn't think they were that sexy in, in the music video. Like um, I, I can understand that, that some people really find it sexy. But I mean, nothing beats kind of just simple tank top and shorts for steven and i so all, all this extra frills it, it kind of detracted kind of from the sexiness of sistar and why we find sistar sexy so i mean i, I guess it's sexy but 
for Steven and I. I mean, we really do it, right? Am I doing something crazy again, Steven? I'm sorry. I'm really tired, man. You're just going out of your way to be like, you should just be like, I didn't find them that sexy. But you're like, I can see why some people might think they're sexy. And then, uh, you know, I guess the concept's kind of sexy, but like, I don't think they're that sexy. But you might think they're sexy because other people might think they're sexy. But I didn't okay, think they're sexy. I didn't think they were all that sexy Thank you. compared to the sister I know. The sister you deserve, Josh. Okay? <laughs> Thanks, the David? sister you fucking deserve. Don't be, don't be scared, Josh. Don't be scared to say they didn't look that sexy. Because they didn't. The like Mulan Ruji kind of like yeah, thing, it just didn't that's, it's like, match with their style. Man. Not necessarily magician, but definitely Mulan Ruji. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but of course, I mean, since then, I mean, we've heard this song a billion times. I've heard it a million times because I, I, I replay this al- album, you know. Still a great song, I think. And, you know, it, it kind of also is like one of those trends that I don't want to say sister started, but when I... Like in class, if I ever say to my students, give it to me, like maybe they're they're playing around with like a fidget spinner or they're like uh, fucking around with something. I'm like, guys, give it to me more times than not in my life. They all turn back to me and are like, give it to me. Uh, uh, give it to me. And then like that happens with other things. Like I like that. I've had kids turn to me randomly when I said I like that. And they're like, I like that. Um, I guess I've never said touch my body around. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not, Steven or so we're going to have to have a talk after this. But like they have a very clear like, you know, this is the name of the song. And I'm going to repeat that name of the song until Korean kids know it. And give it to me. And it kind of falls under this. Like Sistar, I think, kind of has these two, maybe arguably three styles. Right. Like the. Alone was the hit in terms of this, like, not necessarily, like, fun, bright style. And Loving You, or not Loving You, uh, Gone Now Around Any Longer was kind of like, eh. But Give It To Me was definitely, like, no. Like, this kind of less, like, more, not necessarily edgy, but not this bright, cheerful kind of sexy. But why'd you say, like, no? Like, you didn't think it was very good, or? Like, out of, like, the three that's not uh, bright, sexy, like, uh alone gone not around any longer and give it to me i think or actually even i like that is probably in that category as well but this is probably the worst one out of those arguably three or four okay okay so yeah out of the more serious sexy ones you're saying this is the the probably the lowest yeah um you're not down moulin rouge no i I mean it because the thing is it's like sistar kind of has I mean, I feel like we just keep saying sexy, sexy, sexy over and over. But I mean, we're talking about Sistar here, right? But Sistar kind of has this feel, right? That they're not necessarily wholesome, but they're a little bit more classy and not so much in your face. Like, you know, here are my boobs, here are my thing. I mean, they kind of push the the envelope a little bit sometimes. But this kind of Moulin Rouge concept, it's more of kind of not necessarily trashy, but a little bit not classy yeah it just cheesy you know, i found yeah. it kind of cheesy and you know a far cry from from a lot of their other things right. but uh yeah so after give it to me the next summer they also come out again with another song by uh, a new uh, producer this time a little known uh, producer at the time named black eyed pilsung i rem- don't remember his name ever mentioned back in that t- era it really wasn't even until maybe last year where we started picking up on Black Eyed Pilsung uh, doing yeah. some things. Maybe the end of uh, 2000, uh, 
15 maybe? Yeah, maybe because of twice, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Touch My Body is was kind of a totally different direction visually, I think, for, for the girls. And and maybe the sound too. Maybe. So touch my body. Uh, the it's the start of this kind of sister that goes in this kind of pop art kind of concept, and they do it again later with shake it. But touch my body. I remember being so kind of disappointed because it wasn't loving you. That's all. That's all I was like. Oh, it's not loving you. I don't like it. But this is one of my favorite sister songs right here. Like touch my body. I don't know. I don't know what it is like, but after just like listening to it and, and just spending more time and just kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt, not comparing it to loving you. This is a great summer song. Yeah. We actually went back and listened to our own podcast about touch my body because uh, this was of course, after I met Josh in Korea and you know, at the time, and I still do feel we were kind of confirming our own initial reactions, right? Which was like, I remember not really liking it, you know? But what did I say? And play the, let's play the tapes. You know, play them tapes. And it, yeah, we, we didn't really like it at the beginning. Because like Give It To Me was, again, kind of uh, classless. Or not classless, not the right word. Kind of cheesy. But it wasn't like straight up, my ass, my ass, touch my shake ass, it, and shake ass, it, shake and it, shake it, yeah. Um, and touch my body was that, right? Like, yeah. This is the, the booty clap, right? The sh- super short shorts. Like, put my hand on my boobies, wave. Yeah, put my like, hand on boobies, wave. like the most awkward body wave. Like, why my boy is probably the sexiest body wave ever. It's like the wrong axis of body wave. Yeah, it's the side to side body wave. Yeah. Like, Ew! rather than like a more sexy, like, it, like it's kind of childish almost. Yeah, it, it it looked like maybe if you told like an eleven year old to be like, give me a sexy body wave, and they just had no fucking idea, and they were just like, it's left to le- right, right, guys. It's like no, no, no. It's it's up and down. It's forward and back. Stop it. You know, coupled with again like the super bright colored, super focus, I guess, on the girls' bodies. Again, the song's called "Touch My Body," so it makes sense. But 
I remember at the time being very like, eh. yeah, and especially like the concept and the music video. I think I had some really harsh things to say, like it was visual diarrhea or something like that. And it, I kind of still hold that train of thought, maybe not as extreme. There are a lot of things that kind of I don't like about certain music videos today, and it kind of pertains to this music video as well. Like there's a lot of just kind of weird graphics and a lot of cuts and like colors that don't really go together. And it's just not like I can see to start doing something like this, but it, it just did not hit the mark for me at that time. Right. Um, and I think unlike you, like I do enjoy this song. I'm really not sure where this song ultimately ends up. Mm. Um, although I think we're going to force ourselves to, to, to order them later on in the podcast. Uh, but this was definitely the time where Sistar was kind of losing me because around this time, I mean, the explosion happened right in 2013 and 14 and 15 and 16. And like so many new groups are coming out. So many things are coming out and Sistar don't, they don't release that many songs, right? Like once a year, pretty yeah. much during summertime. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean this year they released two, but like the one big main song, right? So they don't come around much. And I, I think I was starting to kind of, forget about them a little bit right like and this again i give it to me i was listening to that cd like a, sh- a poo ton um but i was definitely losing a little bit of interest uh after this especially with their next single which uh was called i swear Though I swear brought back Double Sidekick, it was kind of a late summer kind of release. Um, it wasn't their main one, and I, I don't. I still actually don't know how I feel about I swear. Yeah, I swear it's not like one of my obviously my top. It, it probably won't be in my top five like Sistar songs, but I remember at the time being kind of like in the same feeling as you. Like this is a song 
where you have songs like My Boy, you have songs like Loving You, and then they kind of put out this third or fourth song that you're just kind of like, uh, I don't really feel too too hype for the song, you know, and you're starting to lose the luster of Sistar and all that. Like they kind of, I don't want to say shot themselves in the foot, obviously not, because they still are number one all the time, right? But like they did, I think they pigeonholed them a little too hard after Loving You to be like, we only summer guys, we're always going to do summer. So when they always do summer, of course you're always going to be like referencing Loving You, right? Right. Like if you're known for, like for Psy, like if you're known for Gangnam Style and you put out songs like just like Gangnam Style, then they're always going to be compared to Gangnam Style. Yeah. But yeah, the only real thing I remember about I Swear is the opening shot with Bora, with Bora's booty. Those booty shorts, they're back. Oh boy. But the music video is like kind of a, they're trying to do Loving You a little bit, but it's not quite as fun. But they are still trying to set up these like fun shots of the girls kind of quote unquote hanging out. But it's a lot, it looks a lot more forced because it's just not as fun of a song, right? It's a little bit more of a sexier R&B kind of ballady thing. Yeah. And I would argue I Swear is, is too fast. I think, that, like I said it before, and I'm not sure if it's totally correct, but the song just feels too fast for me to for me to kind of enjoy it as a summer song. Like summer for me is, I guess, more laid back, mm. but I swear it's just too, like, dancey, you know, like, ha, 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 mm. kind of a deal. But yeah, I mean, uh, definitely after I swear, I was just like, well, all right, I guess we're moving on to uh, other girl groups, you know? The, this four-minute girls are doing pretty good, you know? <laughs> Like, oh, these AOA girls are doing pretty good, you know? Oh, Brave Sound? I remember you, brother. What's going on? I know I love Brave Sound, but I guess it never really occurred to me how much I just literally just followed him, right? I was like, oh, you... But I know, I, I at the time, I don't even think I knew who Brave Sound was. Like, I don't really think I consciously was like, I like Brave Sound, I'm going to follow him to 4 Minute. It was like, I was also listening to 4 Minute. It just so happens in my favorite 4 Minute songs, Brave Sound. You know... Arguably, I would say we didn't realize how much we both really like Brave Sound until we started doing this podcast. Because before we started doing this podcast, we didn't really look too much into like producers and all that, to be fair. Yeah. yeah At I, least for me. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, why is that arguably? I mean, I don't know what you were like before I met you, but. Like, am I going to argue that with you, Josh? I don't have personal opinions. You're right. You know, because uh, c- I listen to our podcast multiple, multiple times because I edit it. But like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But like, you used to never say arguably. In in the last like maybe four to five months, you say it all the time. It's it's like your deflection attempt to to like preface to everybody that this is our opinion. So you like preface oh, it by being like, well, arguably, aka, you might not like this, but I'm gonna say I'm it gonna anyways, say it anyway. But I don't want. To I just want to prepare to you. Say you. Yeah, I just want to prepare you that I'm gonna say something you might not like. Yeah, uh, I mean that's probably true. Uh, anyway, that's just a, I guess, a, 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 a little me tidbit, noticing thing. A little tidbit for <laughs> oh, Behind you. the scenes of my little, analness little to BT- Josh things. A little bit BTS for you. Not we, the there's BTS a lot of Josh like. things, guys. Oh, I, I, say ton, I say tons of things. I say, like, what you may or may not know. I say that a lot. You do say that a lot. But see, there are some Josh things that are, are just Josh things that you say, and there are some Josh things that, like, they don't make any sense. <laughs> but, but you got to say it. I think I, I think I just say it because it sounds good to me. Well, arguably, it doesn't sound that good to me. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't care. It's just funny. Anyways, uh, so the next song. Yeah, the next song. Uh, so after I swear, kind of on the downward trend, you know, for me anyways. Uh, and so they were like, okay, hot damn. Uh, let's bring that back double psychic again, right? Let's, let's make sure 
that uh, he hits he hits the main single. You know, we tried Black Eyed Pilsen for Touch My Body. We want to bring that Dubla sidekick back. And uh, so the next song is called Shake It. summer song right released in june sister owns june and again i remember at the time being a, a little like taken aback at the music video um which was like this is the one right where they're wearing yoga pants near right. the second half and there's a quite a long shot of like booty like lucky cameraman yeah lucky camera but like no fucking other girl group man even stellar, okay, they would not get away with just straight up yoga pants right in the fa- right in your face, shaking their ass. Like, but sister, no, no problems. Why? Why is that so? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just the general kind of feeling that people have for sister. It's like it's okay for them to do it. Yeah. You know? And for me, I remember at this time, like after I swear, my expectations were so low. Then when Shake It came out, I was kind of perplexed. I was like, do I like this? I don't know if I like this or not because I, I think I kind of like this song, but I don't really like the concept. But, I mean, as time went on, this is, I mean, one of my favorite Sistar songs. Now, concept-wise, I've never really been a fan of the pop art kind of concept that Sistar does, but them yoga pants, though. Boy, this one was, oh like, boy. even crazier. They were doing, like, it was, like, a mix between the gaudy and the pop art of uh, Touch My Body. The Harlequin, like there's, they're also still wearing clothes with a lot of sequins and a lot of things, and it's really busy. patterns and yeah, even before the yoga pants, you know, begins, and it's just it was a little like, eh. but yeah, I, I, we didn't go back and listen to our thoughts on, on Shake It or, but I don't actually know if I would consider it one of my top five. Uh, mm, stars now song. I'm really curious uh, at the end of this podcast what your top five are going to be because I think going through this, I've I've pretty much solidified my top five. And I mean, you know my one and two, but the three, four, and five are the spicy ones, ain't it, Steven? Well, I guess we'll get to that, right? Um, because the last major song that they released, uh, 2016's summer song, uh, they brought back a Chingu, Black Eyed Pill song. Was like, well, you know, double sidekicks on their way out now. 
Let's bring the uh, the black eyes back in with their song. I like that. Let's dance. remember talking about i like that and how i you know you really didn't like it at first because it was so fast and you were like why does be so fast yeah i I felt it was really really rushed um and i actually because also i think this song has the least amount of time uh with us right sent you know even touch my body's freaking three years ago right i don't think this one has aged well i guess it's only one year but i don't think this one's aged very well like i don't think i all the other songs I like much more than I initially uh, thought, but I, I don't think I like that. I think I feel like the kind of the same as last year, just kind of like, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing really too. It might be because it's the most recent kind of non happy Sistar song, but there's nothing really too too much for me to be like oh i really like this i really like that but there's on the other hand there's also not a lot for me to be like i don't like this and i don't like that it's just kind of meh for me but again uh, you know maybe we'll talk about it for the concert thing but like the the choreography move of like the the towel or whatever the shawl whatever thing is and then like oh, open like the it skirt? up yeah and and well it's, it's not really a skirt because i can open it but like Whatever the thing they have wrapped around their waist, it's like a half skirt. Like they're wearing shorts underneath, and it's like covering half their back and half like it's like a, it's kind of like an apron that's been shifted to the side. Yeah, which can kind of cover and recover the crotch. Yeah. Um. Like, how do they get away with that? Like, especially again in the outfits that they're wearing in in the costume, it's like, yo, that's freaking six if if i remember correctly i think girls day or some other group kind of had something similar and they caught a lot of flack for it but like, maybe but, there was all this flack for sistar we just never paid attention maybe it maybe because we were biased but whatever um, we like sistar <laughs> we do love sistar and yeah so that's kind of the last major release and of course this year uh they released a song but it's more of a goodbye song it's not really a a main single. It's not really a summer jam. It's called Lonely. <laughs> 
I've heard it maybe two or three times and it I mean it for me it's it's a good goodbye song I guess because a lot of good or a lot of goodbye songs are more are mainly ballads and this is not too ballady so I guess that already kind of moves it up a notch in my book like I, I think it, if the qualifier is for goodbye songs I guess it's one of the better ones because most groups don't get a goodbye song right mm-hmm. Um, Two but I think of an act, just a song in general, I think it's kind of a blast song. Like I don't, and again, this is made by Double Psychic and Double Psych, not Double Psychic, sorry, Black Eyed Pill Song, and Black Eyed Pill Song's been on a fucking hit, hit train on tour. And listening to this song, I'm like, eh? like we were, we were actually saying this song probably would have been way better if it was a just Hyorin song, because then like you a don't single, yeah, because I think it matched her voice very well again kind of very r&b like hyorin likes to do and like then you got to put in a bora rap and it's just like eh, no don't do it you know and then you got to put in like sing talking lines for like the other awesome. people yeah and and so use voice is is good for what she does but it's not good for a more kind of r&b thing no and so i was like you know maybe if it was just hyorin it'd be an okay song but you know as i guess as a goodbye song if we're qualifying it that way, we're just happy they had one. We're just happy they had a goodbye. They didn't break up because of some other random issue, right? Of all the retrospectives we've made, I think only only Wonder Girls had a, a quote-unquote proper goodbye. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, 21s, they didn't have Minzy, and I think... Four Minute never had one, and, goodbye. Uh, and IOI had a ballad goodbye song. I guess that, that counts. Yeah, but again, that but they're they still were active, only together so, for a year anyways. Yeah. That's not a huge, huge thing. Um, Who else did we do? I guess we did Miss A, sort of, even though they're not technically, technically dead. disbanded. Why yeah. didn't we make a retrospective for them? That consistently fucks me up. Because I, uh, I think at the time we thought they were disbanded because we thought the group was done... Because both of them were leaving, or at least one of them was leaving for sure, and they didn't have any plans to resign. So we're like, how can Miss A continue as two members, or how can Miss A continue as just you know Susie? Three members, three members. or three members. At that time, we thought two, right? But we're wrong. Miss A can be two people, apparently. Three, three people. people. What? Three people. I keep <laughs> forgetting. Two, huh? I keep forgetting. <laughs> uh, well, that's part of the problem. Is like they haven't made anything since then, yeah, right. anyway. So right. we can't refute that. Um, but anyway, so like. This is, I guess, 
the only proper good good goodbye that that we've had in quite a long time. And, and arguably, so and ar- yeah, or I don't want to say arguably again. You now you got me like, but maybe question yourself. But maybe uh, my theory is that they were not. Sorry, is that, is that just a, is that, oh god what what don't i say no, no, that no, makes just, sense it, a theory is not a bad thing it's just like it's not a theory it's just your thought you yeah know, I, I think this could a theory. you didn't like yeah. fucking write a paper and like <laughs> <laughs> this may or may not be true but i think uh just from the constant and everything i think this wasn't supposed to be their goodbye song and that either one they had another song that they were going to release or two, this song was just going to be really terrible. <laughs> it was like a terrible release. Right. So I guess we can kind of transition to, I guess, the, the, the reason or what we think the reason for their breakup is, right? Because in a lot of PR, they're just saying like, yo, like we had a good seven years. You know, we all decided together that we just want to move on with our lives, right? Um, I talked to a lot of our Slack chingus of like, like monetarily, like this doesn't make any sense. Like unless Sistar wanted a shit ton of money and Starship couldn't give it to them. Right. Like why would they break up? Right. No drama has happened. Right. And I definitely feel like something is not being said. Oh, for sure. Um, because it, because if this was completely planned, I think even though we were lucky for them to have a goodbye song and we were lucky to see them as a final concert. It wasn't a real goodbye song and it, and it wasn't a real goodbye concert. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah. Some flags are definitely raised. Like if this is how you're going to send sister off, like this is a little bit disrespectful in my mind. Yeah. A little bit, especially the concert wise. Right. Um, I mean, I, I didn't read the lyrics for lonely, uh, but even the music video, like if you separate the outside knowledge that like, Oh, we're, we're leaving. Right. Like I didn't even think the music video did a good job of like showing the fun times they've had together or anything like that. Right. Like there was a quick second where I was like, Oh shit. Are they going to like dress up in like their old outfits kind of throughout the times? Cause like, so you had some weird ass old, so you hair from like shading push, push era, like, like so you pre loving you era. Right. Before she found out she had a rock and body. Right. And so I was like, ooh, are they going to start this? Because that would be so cool. That would be so cool to see them dress up in their old outfits and, like, dance their old songs and, like, have one of those, you know, like montage. Yeah, montage yeah. kind of like, remember this, remember this? Um, but the video the video w- could have been the exact same even if they didn't break up. And, and for me, I think that's not a great breakup or a goodbye video, right? Right. Like, I think we kind of discussed this when we were talking about like 21 and like uh, why their break or why their goodbye song was so bad. Like, this song kind of falls under the same problems. We didn't feel any nostalgia from it, for one. Uh, Two, I didn't really feel like sadness that they were breaking up. It just kind of felt like a not great Sistar song. Well, the 21 song did have old scenes and like uh, right, right right so i i don't want to lump these the, those two things together I, okay I, I i think i agree that they both didn't feel complete like the 21 didn't have minzy in it and that didn't feel complete but i do think they the 21 
music video did try to be like, hey, remember those times? Remember this time, guys? Remember this time? Mm. Um, and they were acting really sad and really like weepy about it. Um, but I don't think the sister did at all. Yeah, there's, there's uh, basically there's nothing, there's no stink on it that's like goodbye for the sister one. Yeah, for the sister one. Yeah. Okay. For but I am disagreeing with you in saying the twenty one one did have a goodbye one. It just didn't have. We the, just what we, we didn't. Feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so then I guess we can talk about the the concert now. I guess because there there are quite a few thoughts about this concert that was kind of strange, right? Like for example, it was a girl crush concert, uh, so it was a shared concert with Mama Moo. We did see Sistar once before, right? They came to one of our university performances, which they have every year at, at the university. We missed this year's because nobody told us. And Gugu Don and Jay Park came. That was great. And Zion T, apparently. Oh, that was great. And like, Winner also came, too. And Winner came. Yeah. And we, and we didn't even know. And we missed it. F me. Um, but so Sistar came, and they were like the banner uh, person, right? They were the final act of the uh, of the day. And they played like a couple of songs and then like peaced out immediately. No encore, no nothing. Right. It was it it left left a bad taste in the mouth. Like it was just like okay, business as usual. Let's boom, 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 gone. Right. Like this is a contractual obligation. We do the minimum amount of what we need to do, and we're out. Um, because and then that was in stark contrast to we saw Sai, who was the final act of either the day before or the day after. I think it was the day. I think it was the day after. After. Yeah. It it where like Sai. A, he performed a long time. And then not only did he do an encore, but I'm pretty sure he did like an extended encore where he did, he was up there for quite a long time after the after he left, quote unquote, the first and, and time. He, and he brought the fucking house down for one. And two, there was a lot of kind of things uh, about his show that felt very concerty. Like he had right. like a kind of a, not necessarily, a, I don't know what you, it was kind of like a slideshow almost when he was singing uh, his song about that the dad, not dad, not the song daddy. But the song about like his actual father it was kind of like kind of a battle, it's battle a Korean song, yeah, yeah. balladish almost. And there were a lot of elements in Sai's performance that were very concert like. But and he's just a great performer, yeah. Right? And he's he, just great he put his heart into every performance, and it's not just a sister thing, but a lot of the K-pop groups like they're just going through the motions, you know. Yeah, they're fuck probably tired of shit, and and they're not giving it their best, which is fine i guess but sai was fucking he was going to town right so keep so keep that in your mind that at a university kind of festival they're in and out very like boom 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 right and i got that same feeling when mamamoo and sistar came this time around it really just felt like a university kind of festival performance well i thought mamamoo mamamoo was a little bit better mom was a little bit better but not not tons better. Like right, they did right. do an encore song, but the mood was kind of like, eh. And I remember the biggest buzz kill for me during the the Sistar like portion of the concert was like people were actually shouting encore. I was shouting encore as well, or the Korean version of encore, like they say encore. But then this this like PR guy comes out and he was like, oh please be sure to like walk carefully and da da da. And when that guy comes out, you're like, oh, there's really no encore going to be on. And it's just like, yo, this is your last performance. This is your last concert. And you're not going to have an encore. And you're going to have this PR, PR guy come out like 30 seconds after you've left the stage. Like, what is this? Right. Like, I've, I haven't been to a lot of concerts in my life. But, like, 
I've been to both American and Korean and tiny and big. And like, you pretty much always do an encore. Like, that's like a known quantity for any concert, right? Like, you prepare for it. Yeah. Like, so even if you got to sing the same t- song twice or three times, you fucking do it. Because an encore is like like tipping in America. It's like not technically something you need to do, but it's an expected thing that you should probably do. Um, the reason we mentioned the free concert is the university concert is because that was free. This one was not free. This one was, I mean, we paid, what, like 100 some bucks each, right? Mm-hmm. It was about two hours. Like, Mamamoo played for almost the same time as Ma- uh, Sistar, um, and, which is great. I mean, no offense to Mamamoo, and, but, like, a lot of people, knowing it was Sistar's last concert, were there for Sistar, right? And it's a little weird because Mamamoo is popular, but they're not fucking Sistar popular, right? So it was a little weird that they kind of got equal screen time. And it was extra triple-double weird that Mamamoo mentioned the fact that Sistar was breaking up more than Sistar did. Like, Sistar, they they never really actually acknowledged the elephant in the room, if I remember correctly, because they were just kind of treating it as, like, any other concert, but not really. They were like, oh, it's been a long time since we've done this, yada, yada, yada. And they were like out of breath and stuff, but they never really said like, "Oh, we're we're gonna miss you guys." Like, thank you for everything, and just like there was an event also for the concert. Usually, there is like some events in Korean concerts, like the ones you pay for, and there's like a banner that said, "You know, we'll remember you, Sistar." And during the last song, like people put it up, and they didn't even acknowledge that either. They didn't even say thank you. They just kind of like did their song and left, and we're like, "Okay, what now?" Right. Right. Like it was really cementing, I guess, the idea that this was definitely not supposed to be their last goodbye concert. But then, once they realized that it was going to be a goodbye concert, they they were just like, "I don't want to change anything, though." You know, like I don't want to have to change anything, so let's just do the same things that we would normally would do and and peace out. It it's kind of like, like okay, this is a really weird metaphor, a really weird example, but when someone's like. Oh yeah, it's it's actually my birthday. And she's like, "Oh, it's your birthday!" And they went out and got like, you know, something from the fridge. Like, "Oh yeah, these cookies that I brought home from work—they're totally for you. They're your birthday cookies." Like, it really felt like a concert like that. Like, just kind of, oh yeah, I guess these this this cookies of a you know, work cookies of a concert. I guess it'll be our our last concert. So here you go. Like, it really felt there was no foreplanning. There was no kind of any sort of emotion i guess involved but like what's the cookies in this in your analogy oh, let, me, let me try to think is the cookies just our money i guess the cookies yeah is this performance <laughs> but it's their birthday yeah it's no it's it should be our birthday because we're the fans i mean it's more important for us i guess that this is their last concert i guess they don't really care so much as it's very obvious they didn't care so much but maybe, it is. yeah, I told you, not a great metaphor. You're right. Not a great You're metaphor. Right. But um, that is that feeling of just right. like, oh, unpreparedness. Unprepared, yeah. Unpreparedness. Um, but the thing is that the, what I'm saying is like, at least in your analogy, that do try to go to the refrigerator and get something. But like, sister didn't even try. They didn't even do it. Like, Mama Moo mentioned multiple times in their kind of talky-talky time of like, Oh, like I, you know, I can't believe this started, you know, breaking up. They've been together for so long. We really, like, I remember, yeah, we look up to that. I remember first time seeing them, and it was awkward, and it was weird, or something like that. I don't know. My Korean's not great. I only understand one tenth of what they're saying. 
But like they mention it consistently that like this is their last chance or their last performance together. But but Sistar just never mentioned it. Um, now the thing is though that like it's not like they performed lazily or they didn't perform well. Like they did what they did pretty well. Right? They were like, huffing and puffing. Yeah. Yeah. They were out of shape. <laughs> um, like they didn't like half ass that part, but they didn't over ass anything. Right. They did the contractual obligational yeah. amount of things to do yeah they did like the bare minimum right when you're expecting like some like them to go all out for the last concert you, and you get the bare minimum you you, you kind of you kind of a little bit upset you know yeah yeah um because i mean we're really enjoying it and again when whenever there's no encore it's just you know most people remember the last thing right like the last thing is the thing that you remember the most and that feeling of like everybody just chant, uh, enchanting, you know, anchor, anchor. And that dude, that PR, that motherfucking dude came out and was like, uh, excuse me, guys, get the fuck out of here. They're gone. Uh, it was just like, that's depressing, especially since they didn't play a very specific song. They didn't play a very specific song that we really wanted to hear. That is possibly our favorite sister song. They didn't play Loving You. Why? Why Their last concert. Why? They didn't play Loving You. What the fuck? They did some like B-sides and stuff, but no Loving You. Yeah. They didn't even do any of the good B-sides from like Give It To Me. They did like other songs that I kind of never. I actually thought one of them was their new song because I never heard it before in my life. Was it Love Rain? It was was probably Love Rain. Maybe. Uh, and the, the other thing, they didn't even sing their new song. Again, no reference to the fact that they're done after this. I mean, they kind of they promoted their song, but they never. I don't think they ever mentioned that it was like our last song. It was just kind of like, oh, we have a new song coming out, kind of a deal. But even then, it's like we have a last song. All right, p- peace out, guys. No, no encore. It's like, <sighs> oh, so sad. Um, but but uh, you know, positives though, like. It's amazing to hear Mamamoo, you know, because oh, they man. sing amazingly. But again, though, kind of like Sistar, like at the beginning of the concert, I was like, Josh, I want to hear like four songs, right? I want to hear Sistar, My Boy, which they did, which they did. Thank God. You can check out our reaction on the Instagrams, This Week in K-Pop. And I wanted to hear Loving You, which they didn't do. Um, and for Mamamoo, of course, longtime listeners know our two favorite Mama Moo songs are their very first two songs. Um, I guess they're pre-debut songs, uh, Peppermint Chocolate and uh, uh, Don't, Don't Be, Be Happy. Happy. So we were hoping they'd sing one of those two. Nope. But they didn't. Very sad. So they one sang out of four. literally every other song I think Mama Moo even has. One out of four. Oh, yeah. no, they didn't sing Hi Ho either. Did they? Wait, did they? Uh, With no, the no. geek song? No, they uh, didn't, right? Mimi might. Was it Mimi? It's called Hee Hee Ho. Something like that. Um, With geeks. Um, yeah, that's also a, weird, a song yeah, that I really like. Yeah, it's a weird title. It is a weird title. But but anyway, so like hearing Mamamoo's voices, like amazing, 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 amazing. But good go- good googly moogly, hearing all those uh, Mamamoo songs together, like hashtag hashtag no more Moonbyul, man. Like she Moonbyuls no, the no shit out of a lot of those songs, and it's just like and sometimes you forget because like we like we kind of hash on Moonbyul a lot, but when you're just sitting there just listening to like the harmonies. And them just singing together, 
Like they're really singing, singing, not like K-pop, like backing track singing. They're like really just singing together. And then Moonboat comes out and you're like, mm, no more you hashtag. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, she just, I just kind of, I know she, people love her and, and I, I don't hate her as a person or anything. I don't, I even, I don't even think she's that bad of a rapper. Like I think she should go on fucking, on Pretty Rap Star. She'd probably fucking kill it. It's just, it's just so out of place with those other three girls, man. Just yeah. so out of place. Yeah. Anyways. That's a little bit about Mamamoo. Uh, Sistar, like, if you have a chance, look, try to look up a high-resolution uh, photo of the outfits that they're wearing. Because they were fucking boner bonkers. Like, nude-colored, skin-tight everything. Yeah. With a lot of leg, a lot of midriff, and oh, a yes. decent amount of cleavage. cleavage. For in Korea, it was a lot. Yeah, like, when, when they came out, Steven and I were looking at each other like, is this allowed? Yeah, <laughs> like it was really sexy, but also like they were showing a lot of a lot. Um, sexy, I could not yeah. take my eyes off of like uh, of Bora. Like, or so you. Good God, so you looked oh, amazing. My, yes. I mean, Hyorin looked amazing and Dawson also looked amazing, but like I love Bora. We both love Bora, you know, and 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 good God, so you. Has You've been working some work out. Done, You've been working out, and also maybe, well, maybe someone been getting work on. But yeah. it's also hilarious to kind of see the journey of, I guess, some of the girls' bodies. You know, especially if we, we watched all these music videos together, and like Bora's always had kind of the Bora body, um, and Hyorin kind of has their body. They they don't sh- often show it as much, but Soyu's body just fucking comes out of nowhere, man. Like, You're just like, oh yeah, she's got a good body, and then damn. Yeah, like curves pop up. Da, 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 you know? Damn. Uh, a midriff. All of a sudden, there's just like all midriff all the time for so. You know, another uh, strange thing that I noticed at the concert, um, even though it was a mixed concert and you're going to have a lot of uh, a mixed like fans, you're going to have Mamamoo fans and you're going to have Sistar fans. I really felt like in the sitting area, like the, the closest part of, uh, you know, the concert, it was mainly like uh, Mamamoo fans. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true or not, but like from our like surroundings, yeah. it really felt like there were more like Mamamoo glow sticks, and a lot of the people were not really getting into a lot of Sistar songs. Like there were a lot of um, children, um, not only children like elementary school children, but there's a lot of middle school students. Like I saw a lot of my middle school students there, which by the way, like maybe thirty more over this week was like, I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. So like most of those girls were there for Mamamoo. Like I, I talked to them, I asked them, right? Um, there were a lot of older couples, uh, older as in like 20s, maybe 30s. Yeah, not um, not teenage couples. Yeah. yeah. Uh, College not, or older. Co- yeah. And it seemed like the the women were really chanting for Mamamoo, right? And I guess the, uh, the even for the sister, the, some of the guys were just like, I'm, I'm just here, here with to be my a good girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. I'm just here to fulfill my contractual obligation for sex later, <laughs> um, which is crazy with sister in front of you. But like, it also didn't help though that this was a seating only concert. Uh, there was no standing area, which significantly kind of dampers the hype. But but I do think that's a good move because we talked about this before. But we went to the uh, Girls Generation concert, and there were a lot of, and we also went to the Big Bang concert, right? And once people start standing up. It just straight up fucks short people, right? Like they can't see anything. And a lot of those concerts, like especially 
like Big Bang ones, there's a lot of like teenage girls or younger girls, like middle school girls. And I felt really bad uh, at those concerts because they obviously paid good money to come see the concert and they're going to be seeing the back of people's heads. But at the same time, I was really disappointed because the mood was so bad at the concert. Like I felt like they they weren't really getting into it even when Mamamoo was out and there were a lot of Mamamoo fans there and they were like okay I guess we'll prepare our encore song now like there wasn't really that huge chant for like an encore it was probably the weakest encore that I've ever seen at like a paid concert and it was just kind of overall just sad I mean yeah that's kind of the downside of having a joint concert right because if like half instead of having a a arena full of fans for one person right it was kind of like half an arena for one team and half arena for the other team and neither they just couldn't band together to cheer for 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 everybody right Um, which is so strange because like it's sistar's last concert even if you're not like a huge sistar fan like a, a a group that's been around for like seven years or is it seven years am i right yeah seven years right but maybe some of them didn't even know until Mamamoo started talking, I was like, what are they talking about? Who cares? Like, honestly, if it, if it was like a group that's been around for a long time that I don't really have any care for and I was at a concert to see someone else, I would still cheer my ass off for that, that other group just out of respect. Like, say if it was like a Super Junior and I don't know what boy group we like these days, but Super Junior and something and I was there to see the something and Super Junior's like, oh, we're breaking up. I would cheer the shit for Super Junior songs. I mean, that's just me. I, w- I wouldn't. I'd be like, I don't care who the fuck are these people. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not fair because m- people know Sistar, but like, I don't think you need a cheer just because it's their last concert. I mean, like, if I went to see Mama Moo, if I wanted to go see Mama Moo, I'm going to cheer for Mama Moo. You know, whatever. Go Sistar. Woo. But I'm not, I'm going to cheer. Like, I'm going to be like, yay. And I'm not going to be like, fuck yes. Like, I'm not going to go all hype and shit mm. for a group I have no connection to. Like, I don't, I don't give no shits about that. Yeah. But overall, it was a very sad experience. But I'm happy that we got to go. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, that was like the closest we've ever been able to see a K-pop artist. I, I think, I guess IU, we were also kind of close. But it was definitely the closest I've ever been able to see a girl group, right? And again, just seeing, like, I mean, you know, singing, I mean, we mentioned Mamu for singing, but like Hyorin, I mean, fucking Hyorin, like, was also beast, like, carrying okay. it. She was carrying all the singing parts, which she does in Sistar, right? Right. Um, well, I was, uh, uh, just thought of another bad thing. Like, <laughs> I wanted to transition to good things, but I thought of another bad thing, which was it was a joint concert, but Mamu and Sistar, they did nothing to with each other, no collapse whatsoever. And, and I didn't find out until later, but like Mamamoo actually left immediately after their part. They didn't even stay for Sistar's part. Like they were actually jamming to Sistar's part in their car driving somewhere else. Um, that was like on, I guess, their Instagram or, or their something. Um, so like there were no collabs of any sort. I, I We're both not even sure they even saw each other and said hi. Like maybe they even just said hi a little bit. Like if I were to bet money, I would bet Sistar didn't even show up until the last possible moment they needed to be there, right? Like I don't really think they were hanging out in the back like cheering on Mamamoo yeah. unless maybe there's behind the scenes of that, but I didn't see it. Yeah, yet. like probably what happened is like 
Mamamoo got there to start performing. Sistar probably came halfway through the performance, got all their makeup and stuff done, and then right. Mamamoo left immediately. Sistar came out. That's probably right. what happened. Because they, they, I, I, you know, it makes sense in the scheme of like they both got shit to do, right? They're both preparing for comebacks because Mamamoo is also going to have a comeback very soon. But like for a concert, that's kind of shitty, man. It's bonkers, man. Like you, you have two kind of girl groups that are are kind of anomalies in the K-pop sphere, right? Like Mamamoo is a huge like vocal powerhouse K-pop group and you would love to hear them sing some Sistar songs, right? And Sistar like they've been around for a while like this is your last concert you expect you bring you Mamamoo's at your concert, you expect some collapse, you know? Right, and there was like I think one part where you even leaned with leaned to me and was like, "Dude, I think Mama Moose teasing that they're gonna sing a Sistar song, or like they might bring out a Sistar person." And like, nope, ne- never happened. Because they kept because they kept complimenting Sistar and like kind of referencing songs that they liked, and I was like, "Yo, are you gonna sing that song? You keep saying, you keep mentioning it, and in the end, no, they didn't." Yeah. Um. So that was also kind of sad. Yeah. Um, Happy things now. I mean, happy again is like kind of the bare minimum of happy, right? Which is like, yay, that they at least got to perform together one last time. And yay, at least, you know, they had a goodbye song. And, and yay, there's no, you know, visible bad blood. Or, yeah, visible bad blood. Um, but like the bar there is just so low, right? That like, it's not great, but you know, at least, right? It's the minimum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that is kind of the end of Sister. So before we close it out, we're going to try and rank our top five Sister songs, including Sister 19, but not including solo songs, because obviously we didn't talk about any of them this 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 retrospective. Josh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first, Steven. Fuck. Okay. I think, I think I think you've been winning the rock paper scissors, and so you can uh, go are first. You sure, first. Are you sure to go first? Oh, you don't even winning them. So yeah, I mean, yeah, let's keep that trend. Sure. Let's keep that trend, Steven. But you want to start with number one or number five? Uh, I'm gonna start with number one and make it easy. Right. I think I think number one is fair. Right. Um, number one, I'm gonna go. Oh God, it's still so hard between one and two. I'm going to commit to what I believe right now in my hardiest of hearts at this very moment. Number one is going to be my boy. Oh, for me, number one, loving you. And for me, number two is my boy. I'm assuming number two for you. Is Pushwood? No, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, loving, loving you, you. right? Top like, two, locked. Right? Like, I very think close. still, like, the, my uh, my boy is just such a defining moment. I know loving you is really good and really awesome, and I listen to it a lot, but it's not as defining i think in my in my world as as my boy it's it's your sister gateway drug i completely understand i just just everything about loving you is just what i want from k-pop and i just cannot choose it anything besides number one yeah i mean loving you it's the best double psychic song i think of all time um is my boy the best brave sound song of all time we even did a brave sound thing i'm pretty sure we chose i chose only gateway but I'm actually not sure what we I even picked for our top five racial songs. Oh, we should go. I I want to go back and listen to what we said. Um, uh, but number three, Stephen. Number three, I will pick. <sighs> Give it to me. Give it to me. Huh? Give it the to song. me. Uh, for number three, I'm gonna probably pick "Shake It." I take that back. I don't think it's give it to me. I was going to say, I was like, okay, give it to me. Oh, all right. 
You do you. <laughs> I don't think it's good. Yo, this is too fucking hard. For man. for me, for me, three shake it. Like it's I I prefer I prefer the happier, more upbeat Sistar. And I mean, I really like Shake It now. I mean, I've got two years for it to grow on me. Oh God. Okay. I don't know. I'm going number three. I'm going Shady Girl. I'm going Shady, oh, shady girl, girl. I'm going Shady Girl. I really do like the OG. I really do like Shady Girl and Push Push. Like it, again, it, more of a like uh in like a a timestamp in my life. Maybe more than just an overall song. Um, but like I have more positive memories about Shady Girl and singing that song and happiness of that song than I do with any of the recent stuff. And just hearing it again today, I'm like, man, I really like Shady Girl. How about number four then, Steven? Oh, no. You had the whole podcast to think about this. Like, oh, oh, like you think I can talk and think, Josh? Who do you think I am? Josh? You think I could talk and think? Well, that's <laughs> you had the advantage, and you said you already knew what your list was going to be like an hour ago. You're right. Um, I will go with. Oh fuck! How dare you, right? <laughs> uh, I the, the problem with 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 for me, I, like touch my body and shake it are very close to me. Um, yeah, those are my three and four. They're Let's very shake close. Shake it, uh, number three, touch my body, number four. Yeah, I really don't know what I would... I, I guess maybe I'll go touch my body and then shake it. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, what about number four? Four and four five. Four five. And five. Oh. Yeah, because three is Shady Girl. Really, okay, me, really Shady Okay. I thought you were going to pull that back, but no. I'm not going to pull that back. All right. Who do you think I am? Yeah, your pull-out game not strong. <laughs> I did pull out because like for 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 give it to me, like that album means a lot to me. Right. But like even for songs on that album, I don't even think I like give it to me the most out of that album. Like I might give that to fucking um the geeks one, or I might even give that to fucking uh a week, you know, like Yeah. See that's see that's the thing about my number five spot. Like there's so many songs that could go in that number five spot. Like even like you said, like a week. I really love that song too. But I mean, can I pick "Loving You" R and B version, even though there's no sister? I, I get. I. Mm. How about "My Boy" too, Josh? That oh yeah, "My Boy" too. You're right. Yeah, but can we, we pick any Yoren's solo yeah. stuff? Like, uh, or so you were gonna pick uh, yeah, some? some? Yeah, that would be my number five for sure. Yeah. Uh, Either way, I mean, the top five means nothing. You know. Yeah. It's just what we feel at this any given moment, um, but yeah, that I guess that's it for the uh, Sistar retrospective. We're both recording super tired. We both <laughs> we're gonna delay it because we were both so fucking out of it. But I was like, you know, let's just let's just do it so we don't have to double up next weekend. We have the time. We're just gonna be probably sleeping. Yep. And I'm not I, I'm not sure if I regret or don't regret that situation. I mean, I guess I'll, we'll know when I have to edit this, and I'll be like, "Yo, dude, this was a bad episode." Yo, I'm so fucking brain dead, like right now. Like, I just because it, it's Friday, we just finished a whole week of work. Like, <laughs> you we know both what? Been not sleeping well, probably, and it's just ugh. Uh, the listeners don't know this yet, but you know, we recorded the K-pop roundtable, um, and you were. F- <laughs> you said almost nothing that K-pop roundtable because you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you were fucking dead, dude. Yeah, you I was so fucking, fucking hungover. Dead. Like you yeah. don't, you you cannot believe how fucking. But it was good because both you and uh, you know Cha Cha were really talking a lot. So like April was talking a lot as well. Or what am I saying? Fuck. April from April from Jin Cha Cha was talking a lot. Thank you, Stan. Which, by the so, way, is the person we did the K pop roundtable with. Yeah. I guess you guys wouldn't know that. Um, yeah. But that is hopefully coming as soon. Uh, we I finally did get everything together, and I did finally figure out. I think how I'm going to edit it together, and so now I just need to edit it. It's it's a long ass podcast, so we're gonna get there, guys. Next week, uh, we're gonna be back with the next main episode, and we will probably have a mini dumpster diving i guess about the top thing because that is such a huge deal and we don't know the full uh, ramifications or the details yet but if you guys don't know because who knows when this podcast will be <laughs> released top was uh caught smoking some marijuana some marijuana and uh you know i'm sure if you're american you're like what that's nothing no big deal but no in big korea deal. it's a huge huge deal and like you have to understand it's not a, even about the drug it's just the fact that it's viewed as a hard 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 drug like yeah and, and the ramifications are tied to that right so i know there i read a lot of comments that are like i just don't get it like it's such a, the drug means nothing it's illegal it's legal in america like who the fuck cares it's like you don't understand it's like if you need to think of it as like top was caught like taking bath salts right or like, doing cocaine or doing yeah uh, meth right like something really bad and really detrimental. Yes, we know marijuana doesn't do that, but Koreans don't, right? Um, so it is a huge, huge, huge deal. And, and you know, I'm, there are, again a lot of people. This is right before GD is coming back too. And it, if you don't know, GD also had a marijuana scandal, but he got to play it off because he said it, it was passed to him at a party, and he didn't know it was marijuana. While he thought at, it was a regular funky cigarette, funky cigarette, funky smelling cigarette. And yes, GD's still famous, and yes, he's still doing well, but like people in Korea still hold that grudge against him. And while they might still listen to his music, GD is not doesn't isn't in dramas, right? GD isn't in TV. Like TOP, when he comes back from the military, needs to be hired as an actor, right? He's not like GD who can sit in a sit underneath some Japanese women and just produce songs, right? And also T.O.P., he was he was caught multiple times doing it in his own house. So that's there's a no pretty real, big difference. There's no real avoiding it. Like, there's a lot of, like, kind of news that's breaking currently. But when by the time you read or hear this podcast, read this podcast. Oh, my God, I'm so fucking dead. But by the time you hear this podcast, like, probably a lot more details will be out. And we'll probably be discussing those as time goes on. But, right. Oh, but, okay, I said I was going to talk about it, but fuck. Like... So T.O.P. was caught with a with a girl, a female trainee, right? And, like, I know there's so many people that are going to attack the shit out of this girl. And I just hope any of our listeners will just please understand that, like, it wasn't a girl's fucking fault. Like, it, it, in the power dynamic situation, who do you think is fucking the one in power here? You think it's one of the most famous Koreans in the world? Or do you think it's a female trainee? There's There's... There's three kind of hierarchy problems here, right? One, he's much older in terms of age. That's huge, right? Two, he's a senior to her, like in the same company. He, she's a fucking trainee. He has been, he's one of the top K-pop stars ever. And three, it is a very like huge thing that, oh fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. 
I mean, he's the rich, famous one. Yeah, he's <laughs> rich. He's super rich. Yeah, like yeah. he's super famous, super rich, super well known. So, so like I know so many Die Hard fans are gonna give that girl shit, but like if you're gonna give anybody shit, fucking give T.O.P. shit, cause like it, it's you know what you're doing. You T.O.P. know what you're doing, right? Please don't. You know, if you're a listener and you're the type to give shit to other people, like to to people on the internet, like well, fuck you, anyways, right? But like, don't do anything about tell other people spread the word please that like don't give this random girl some shit she might be a terrible person i don't fucking know but like it ain't her fault she didn't fucking turn t.o.p in a p.o.t all right he did it him fucking self all right yeah like she didn't she didn't force the fucking cigarette into his mouth right or whatever they're you know smoking out of but the real question is why is t.o.p smoking weed in his house with a trainee I know. She must be, she can't be, you know, older than 20, which is kind of the legal age for adulthood. In Korea, I thought it was like 14 or something. Well, I mean, that's the the sex part, but like a, a bit, <laughs> oh, actual right, being right. an like adult is like 20. Like yeah, because yeah, yeah. sex is, you don't need to be an adult for that. Yeah, yeah. you can be 14. Um, all right, well, we said we were going to talk about what we did a little bit. Uh, we'll no talk more about it next episode. Yeah. Bye.